Hi, I'm Jim Park. This is HDT Talks Trucking. Back in October 2021, Cummins announced it would bring to market a 15-liter natural gas engine. Some of the industry cheered, others kind of rolled their eyes. Natural gas was popular in some specific sectors like refuse and regional hauls, but it never really caught on as a long-haul fuel. Cummins is betting this new 15-liter engine is going to change all that. In a moment, you'll meet Puneet Jawar. He's the general manager of Cummins' global natural gas business. He'll walk us through Cummins' reasons for developing this new engine and explain why it's quite different from any previous natural gas engines the company's been involved with. We caught up with Puneet at ACT Expo in Long Beach back in May. If you haven't done so already, please punch that subscribe button and you'll be notified every time we publish a new episode. And check out our other social media channels too. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And there's lots of great written content to be found on our website, truckinginfo.com. We'll be back with Panit right after this. Clarion's Technologies is a global leader in transportation technology, known for its family of innovative and leading brands. Our best-in-class capabilities, global scale, and extensive industry insight provide the technologies that keep the world moving forward. To learn more about Clarion's Technologies and its family of brands, visit clarionstechnologies.com. Greetings, Panit, and thanks for sharing a little time with us here at ACT Expo. Pleasure to be here. A lot of people probably won't remember this, but Cummins brought its first natural gas engine to market back in 1989. It was the L10G. Fast forward 33 years, and we have a brand new 15-liter engine in the pipeline. Can you tell us a bit about it? Sure. I'm super excited to have a 15-liter natural gas engine. This is one of the first fuel agnostic platforms that will come and hit the North American market. Um, we've called it fuel agnostic because uh, below the head deck, it's a common platform for both natural gas, diesel, and the hydrogen engine. But the head is specifically designed for each of the fuel types. Partial reasons for it to do is to make sure that it's a little more easier for the OEMs and then also helps with the fact that we will be able to achieve some scale and, and hopefully drive some economies there as well. Um, it is, a, it is specifically designed for the natural gas market, and uh, I think we've had customers crying for this for a while, and so it's glad to sit in a conversation where we can actually say that we're bringing a 15-liter natural gas engine rather than being questioned to say, when are you going to bring it? So, super excited about it. Where were all those calls coming from? Who were the fleets who were asking for it? So we've got, a, I think, a combination of fleets who do um, uh, uh, some, some things to do with the base so that they've got a little bit of their own fuel, but also long-haul heavy-duty uh, carriers, some LTL carriers as well, um, some regional players, some national players, and a combination of that. We've had interest not only in the U.S. market, but also from Canada in, in certain parts of Mexico as well. And so some of the Canadian fleets, who despite the, the fact that they run heavy, They've still called us and said, can, can you make sure that we get a, an opportunity to test the engines as well? And certainly there's a lot of interest in the U.S. So again, I think we are, um, it's, a great, it's, a, it's a great problem to have. Yeah. It's a great position to yeah. be in for people asking for an engine and for the demand of the product. And I think we've done the right thing to bring it to the market. Okay, let's, let's talk a bit about the engine itself. The 12-liter in the past has had its share of issues. Uh, what are some of the differences between the 12-liter and this new one? What sort of improvements have you made? So, um, we are um, 
again, I think we've been fortunate that our customers are open and honest with us and give us feedback. And so from whatever learnings we've had from the 12 and the 9 and the 6, 7 previously as well, um, we've put all of that that we know in the engine to make sure that it's more reliable, it's more robust, it delivers a better performance. Um, so I think for the first time we'll have an engine which has a diesel-like performance and a torque curve and it almost mimics the torque curve that the 15 liter diesel has today which I think is testimony to the engineering skills that we've got and the innovation that our, our engineers have done. Uh, the engine is lighter as against to the current 15 liter diesel by about 500 pounds and against the, the 12 liter is about 200 pounds lighter. I think that um, it's again a lot of innovations gone to, to make sure that it's a new platform and you want to make sure it's the next generation so a longer longevity on that. Uh, plus I think we've learned from the, the things that we've done in the last 30 years on the natural gas engine. So every time that we launch a new engine, we've learned from our mistakes, we've, we've kind of made sure that we fix the problems, and then all of those, we're trying to find a way that we mitigate those in this. Um, so again, the customers have said and told us a lot of things. We've heard them, we've, we've spent time, our engineers have spent time, and made sure that all through our analysis, we've not seen those problems in, all, in the testing that we've done so far. But we still want to continue the test before we bring it out to the market so that it's reliable, it hits the right spot, and it gives a pleasant experience to the customers. And where does natural gas fit on the environmental regulation spectrum? We're all aware of the new regulations for diesel engines that are due to kick in in 24 and 2027. Are natural gas engines in the same silo as diesels? It is. Um, it's in the same silo, and it's pretty... It, it, there are regulations that we've got to meet and you know, all of our natural gas engines have always met and in some cases have even beaten the regulation as well and I think we are pretty proud of it. Um, again, I don't think Cummins has had a history to say that we will meet the law of the land and so for us it's important that our regulations are something that we adhere and, and abide by um, and I think it's in the quest to make sure that the environment gets cleaner and greener. Um, it, it, Natural gas plays an integral part for us as well, and an integral part of the overall strategy. So we'll make sure that um, the end, of the, at least the 15-liter natural gas meets the 24 imminent regulations at CARB, and then in the EPA regulations as well. And then we'll continue to plan to make sure it meets the future emission regulations as well. Um, uh, and, and we'll we'll certify it for yeah, EPA and CARB both. Will it be considered a low NOx engine? Uh, it, it, it will be a low NOx, um, but again, I think once we finalize our test regulations and uh, do the final testing certification, we should be able to share a little more details in terms of what we'll hit. This new engine platform is also going to be used for a hydrogen fuel application. Can you give us a 10,000-foot view of the differences between the natural gas engine and the hydrogen ICE? Uh, it is fairly different. Uh, I. I'm not the best of engineers who can talk about to say what the difference is, but I. Uh, but we've specifically trying to take and make efforts to say that the that the head deck is capable of handling a particular kind of fuel type, and so the mixing requirements, the compression ratios that are different, we need to make sure that those are all maintained, and then the way the ignition happens, and then it's also going to it is the the bottom end of it, which is the after treatment, is also going to play an essential role in cleaning that up as well. And there will be differences between a hydrogen after-treatment and a natural gas after-treatment engine. So. so it's not a one-size-fits-all, it's a distinctly different platform. Yeah, I, I think it'll, it'll be, I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all. I think it's about the fact that the base engine is the same for all, which hopefully 
helps in a little more longevity of things, but depending on what fuel type and how the fleets want to transition from one fuel to the other, it hopefully gives them a better platform to say that I, there's, there's fewer parts that they need to continue to maintain in their spectrum and in their inventory to maintain the vehicles. And hopefully making the switch um, kind of is a little more easier for them. Could a fleet transition from natural gas to hydrogen by simply bolting on a new head or will they need to go with a new engine? So they'll have to get a new engine for that um, because it's a little more difficult to make sure that you pull out an engine and put a new one and I think it's vehicle level certification so I think those complications start coming in. Um, between a hydrogen and a natural gas engine there are portions of a vehicle that are likely going to be similar um, but again I think we're a little further away down the line on where a hydrogen infrastructure looks like and how all of that gets together in a vehicle. I think that is all work that our teams are doing uh, and we're trying to figure out what is the best way to kind of make sure that there is an easier transition from a natural gas to a hydrogen engine. Okay, Panit, thanks for telling us about it and good luck with it. I have a feeling this one's going to be pretty well received. Thank you so much. I've been speaking with Panit Jawar, the general manager of Cummins Global Natural Gas Business. We did that interview on the show floor at ACT Expo in Long Beach back in May. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll get a notification every time we publish a new episode. And check out our other social media channels too. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And remember, there's lots of great written content to be found on our website, truckinginfo.com. I'm Jim Park. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.